inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has set you apart from the nations. You must therefore make a distinction between clean and unclean animals, and between unclean and clean birds. Do not defile yourselves by any animal or bird or anything that moves along the ground. Those which I have set apart is unclean for you. You are to be holy to me, because I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. punched it. Oh, there we're on. Okay, I'll try not to hit that button. Here we go. Hi. My name is Joe Smith. I'd like to welcome you all to the regular weekly meeting of Weak-Willed Christians Anonymous. I see some new faces out there tonight, so I thought it'd be a good chance to share my story. I've been coming to these meetings For several years now, and like most of you, I've had my ups and downs. We all want to do the best we can, but we are all here because we realize that we are not as strong as we'd like to be. I grew up in the church. I went to Sunday school, vacation Bible school, Awana. My family rarely missed church on Sunday. As I grew up, my faith grew also. I watched other Christians around me and noticed that some Christians behaved differently. There were times that I knew someone was a Christian simply by what they did, and sometimes by how they looked. As my faith grew, I wanted to be more like them. Then one day I was at the local diner, and I saw this guy from our church say grace before he ate his lunch. And I'd seen that before, and I always thought, wow, that's, uh, that's kind of wearing your faith out on your sleeve, isn't it? Now, I pray at home, of course, but this guy was out there with his faith in front of everyone at the diner. And it occurred to me that this was a good thing. So I stopped eating, said a quick word of thanks right there, and it didn't hurt too bad. A few days later, when my lunch came at the same diner, I bowed my head and said grace. And it wasn't long before I started praying at every meal, even if it was in public. Then one time I was eating out of town. And when I had finished, I went up to the counter to pay the bill. The manager took my money and commented that she wished she saw more people giving thanks before their meals. As I walked out to my car, I realized that something had happened over the past few months.
Yeah, I had put on the purple pants of public prayer. I was doing something that made me look different. I wasn't doing it in order to look different, but I was willing to do it in spite of the fact that it made me look different. Another time I was driving down the road listening to Dave Ramsey on the radio. He was talking about the choices we make and how we spend our money. He mentioned the line that we've all heard before. Too often we Americans spend money we don't have to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like. And I was thinking about that. This guy in an old beater truck cut me off and I spilled my Starbucks coffee on my brand new $500 jacket. Now, I don't know if I was more upset about spilling my expensive coffee or ruining my overpriced jacket, but that's what I was focused on. And I'm steaming about this ruined jacket, and something in Dave's message made me wonder why I owned a $500 jacket in the first place. Now, in my line of work, a very modest jacket would do just fine. I may not impress anyone at the office with a $100 jacket, but my wife is the only person I really need to impress. So on the way home, I stopped at Target, bought myself a $79 jacket, and it fit just fine. Pretty soon, I had a whole closet full of Target clothes. That's when I realized I had put on the coat of average colors. Then there was this one day I was walking down the street, and there were these guys fixing a window in a store. I overheard some of their conversation, uh, and I suppose it was just everyday talk to them, but it kind of made my ears burn. And I thought to myself, well, I'm doing okay. I don't cuss like they do. And then I got home, and I heard something come out of my four-year-old's mouth and I thought where did that come from so I thought it was time that I put on the scarf of selective speech I was going to make a concerted effort to watch what I said not just to my kids but also to others around me I cut down on the crude jokes and comments. I watched what I said in public. I really tried to stop bashing Hillary or Donald every time they come up in conversation. You know, complaining about our elected officials never did help solve any problems anyway. And you know, even the referees at the ball games made better calls when I quit looking for the bad ones. Next came the see no evil glasses. Yep, no more R-rated movies or television. I stopped doing a double a double take when something or someone inappropriate caught my eye. I really tried not to see things I shouldn't, but this wasn't just about what not to see. I started seeing things I was missing before. I started seeing good things around me. I began to see people doing good things for others. I saw people who needed something that I could give, but I never had. 
I realized that there was an enormous amount of really good things out there if I just looked for them. Finally, I knew I had to do something about my computer. I was addicted to it. I looked at things I shouldn't have. I wasted money I didn't have. And I squandered time that I should have been spending with my family. And it needed to stop. Put on the anti-Google gloves. Two things happen when you put on boxing gloves. You can no longer punch the keys on your computer. You can't turn the pages on your sermon either. (laughs) The scripture that Jay read deals with holiness. Leviticus is all about God's holiness. His holiness and his desire for his people to be holy. Holiness is the whole theme. The Hebrew word for holy is kedos, best as I can make it out. It literally means separateness or to separate. Did you get that? God is holy. He is set apart and he wants us to be holy, which is set apart. We need to set ourselves apart. Leviticus 19, 1 and 2 says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Leviticus twenty twenty three, You must not live according to the customs of the nations I am driving out before you. Because they did these things, I abhor them. In 1 Peter Be holy, just as he who called you is holy. So be holy in all you do. Be set apart. Separate yourself. And then in Romans 12. Therefore, brothers, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world be different God told the Israelites that they were his chosen people he separated them from the other peoples of the earth they were not to intermarry with them his chosen people were not to indulge in the customs of the pagan world that God found detestable they were to separate themselves from the world around them by their actions and their words So this is how Joe Smith looks to the people around him. Does he stand out in a crowd? Yeah. Maybe not in L.A., but in Cisna Park. Does Joe do these things for the purpose of standing out? Well, in in some ways, yes. The point of the close is to signify that as Christians, there are times when we should look and act differently than those around us and the world should notice a difference. Where are you in some of these areas of your life? Have you thought about your public prayer life? Do your peers dictate what you wear? 
Do you just have to have that shirt or coat with the, the cool little insignia? Ladies, are you showing more than you should? And guys, are you looking? Are you mindful of what you say and see? And this, this might be the hardest one of all. Can you just say no to that laptop or cell phone? Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that Under Armour and Facebook are evil. What I am saying is that there are areas of our lives that are overly influenced by the culture around us. And the question is, are there times when fitting in becomes the most important thing? So there I was. I was closer to my God than I'd ever been, praying more than I'd ever prayed before and not worried about how other people saw me. I kept my words pure and true, stayed away from gossip and slander, and didn't waste excessive time and energy on my computer. And people noticed. Some waiters whispered to others when I prayed at the restaurant. My co-workers poked fun at my untrendy clothes. People quit sharing the latest scoop with me and continued to talk about me when my back was turned. I was different. People saw that I was different, but I didn't mind being different. I wasn't doing it to get their attention. I was doing it for my God, and it got their attention. Well, then one weekend, my wife went on a winter getaway with her friends. Super Bowl had been the previous weekend, and the NCAA tournament hadn't started yet. So I was at home, alone, with my computer. And off came the gloves. Nobody had to know it was just me. I could always put them back on before she came home. But it felt good to have my hands free, to make my own choices. But it was, it was only once, and I enjoyed it. Nobody noticed, nobody knew. I still looked like a good Christian. Well, in order to properly see the stuff on my laptop, I had to remove the glasses. And with the glasses off, I could see again. My eyes were free, free to see all things. Mostly good things, but you know, you can't live a life of, of censorship. And you're going to see some unhealthy stuff once in a while. A guy can't walk around with blinders on all the time. And my eyes easily adjusted. I was still doing okay with the other stuff, you know, keeping in line. But it was hard. I didn't fit in at work anymore. The guys didn't joke with me. They talked about me instead of to me. They laughed at me, and it hurt. I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to have a couple beers with the guys and have it be like old times. So off came the scarf. You know, at first, I didn't participate when they talked about our boss. I just listened. But I didn't walk away either. After a while, I guess I just forgot. And I found the words spilling out of my worth, out of my mouth, just like they always had. Now you can see where this is going. Once the ball started rolling, it didn't take long. Off came the target jacket, and I was back at Von Mauer buying clothes that said, Dress for Success. I still prayed. 
I prayed at home. I prayed in restaurants for a while. Then one day, I was at my table. The waitress set food down in front of me, and I was just about to bow my head, and a bunch of bikers walked by. I couldn't do it. I was just too embarrassed. Off came the purple pants of public prayer. Am I still a Christian? Yep. Am I still saved? You bet I am. Do I stand out in a crowd? Nope. Is this what God has called me to do? No. And that's why I'm here at yet another meeting of Weak-Willed Christians Anonymous. My name is Dan Schumacher, and I am a Christian who struggles with looking like one. See you next week.